Welcome to Top Growth. In today's segment, we're discussing overcoming distractions at work. Are you or others on your team out of control or unproductive at work? Do you sometimes struggle with focus or feel increasingly overwhelmed by the numerous demands in technology that seem to be moving at lightning speed? Are you ever frustrated just trying to get everything done, getting it done really well, and getting it all done on time? This is a common phenomenon that is taking a toll on performance, which is negatively impacting your sense of well-being outside of the office. Today, this episode of Top Growth will help you reclaim control. We will uncover ways of identifying the underlying reasons why people lose their ability to focus at work and gain insights into why commonly offered solutions like learn to manage your time better or make a to-do list just don't work because they ignore the deeper issues that are the true causes of mental distraction. Our guest is a renowned international expert who identifies the six most common ways people lose their ability to focus at work, what he calls screen sucking, multitasking, idea hopping, worrying, playing the hero, and dropping the ball. And he explains the underlying psychological and emotional dynamics driving each one of those behaviors. He will share strategies and empower you to combat these issues and clear a pathway for you to achieve your highest personal and professional goals. Joining me today is best-selling author Edward M. Hollowell, MD, the world's leading expert on ADD and ADHD. A graduate of Harvard College and Tulane School of Medicine, Dr. Hollowell is the founder of the Hollowell Center for Cognitive and Emotional Health in Boston and Metro West, New York City, San Francisco, and Seattle. He was a member of the faculty of the Harvard Medical School from 1983 to 2004 until he retired to devote his full professional attention to his clinical practice, lectures, and the writing of his books. He has appeared on 2020, Oprah, Dr. Oz, CNN, PBS, NPR, 60 Minutes, The Today Show, Dateline, and Good Morning America. And he has been featured in U.S. News & World Report, Newsweek, The Harvard Business Review, Washington Post, and The New York Times. Considered to be the foremost expert on ADHD, he is the author of Driven to Distraction at Work, co-author with John Rady on Driven to Distraction, and Answers to Distraction, which have sold more than a million copies. And in 2005, Dr. Hollowell and Rately released their much-awaited third book from ADHD, Delivered from Distraction. It is so wonderful to welcome you here today. Thank you, Deborah. And talk about this topic that everyone is just, it's on the minds of everyone. It's on the mind of every CEO. It's on the mind of every manager. Yeah, and you know, the, the uh, people at the Harvard Business Review who, who instigated this book said to me, we don't need another book about strategy. We don't need another book about financial planning. We don't need another book about uh, marketing. Marketing is important, of course, <laughs> but... Uh, what we really need is a book on focus. Uh, they said the, the executives uh, who write to us say, we just can't focus anymore. We, we're losing so much productivity. We're losing so much uh, profit because we're scattered. We're right. turned, we're torn in so many directions at once. Focus used to come naturally. You'd show up for work, sit down, and start working. Right. Now, you show up for work, you check your email, your phone rings, your cell phone rings, you, you get the whole day is just is split apart by interruptions. You know, it, it, 
Tim Armstrong, who's the new CEO of, of Oath, which is the, the, the result of the merger of AOL and Yahoo, mm -hmm. huge company, he turned AOL around by implementing one strategy. He's, we've become friends because he happens to have ADD. Uh, the one strategy was he, he required that all of his executives spend 10% of their work week thinking. Mm -hmm. Called it 10% think time. Mm -hmm. He said it made such a difference. Right. These these guys who and gals who used to come to him with sort of a half-baked idea, they'd have a new idea. Oh, a great new idea! They'd <laughs> run into his office and he'd, he'd say, "I could shoot holes in it in 10 seconds." Exactly. When I sent them back to their office to think, to grapple, and people don't do it because it's difficult. They they'd grapple with it, and then they'd come out with a well thought out idea. 10% mm -hmm. think time. Mm -hmm. Most people don't spend even 10% of their work week thinking. You ask someone, where do you do your best thinking? The most common answer is in the shower. Right, right. And now that we have a waterproof iPhone, that'll probably disappear, so there'll be no, <laughs> exactly. no thinking, you know? Exactly. Well, you know, years ago, it seemed as if that there was more focus because there was less technology and there were less, there were more people doing jobs. So today we have less, more people um, less people doing more jobs, and so it's multitasking and, that's, and the technology. Less, less people doing more jobs. Yes, and, that, that's, such and that's such a huge yeah, thing. And yeah. and so I think you know today I think the struggle a lot of people are having is I've got so much more to do in less time, and like you said, my cell phone is ringing. I get all my emails on my phone. I keep going back and forth checking it. I'm checking it at 10 o'clock at night. I'm checking it while I'm on vacation. No downtime, and they're still not getting everything done. Or not anymore they're not near. getting anything done. And, and, and at the end of the day, they say, I checked off a lot of things in the boxes, but I didn't do anything substantial. Right. I didn't do anything that has heft. Exactly. You know, it's the superficialization of life. I did a lot of little mosquito bites. I did a lot of little <laughs> surface tasks. Right. I didn't create anything substantial. I didn't even undertake anything substantial because I was so busy dealing with these little minutia, minutia the emails, the interruptions, right. this, and, and uh, uh, there's this sense of frustration. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not anything to do with laziness. These people work, they'll run through a wall, they'll, mm -hmm. they'll stay up, they'll work 20-hour days. Mm -hmm. I mean, so laziness is off the table. It's all a matter of brain management and time management mm -hmm. and prioritizing right. and recreating uh, walls and barriers that, that have disappeared. Like Tom Friedman said, the world is flat. So now with no barriers, no walls, mm -hmm. you are available to anyone, anywhere, anytime. Right. Now that's wonderful on the one hand. I don't want to get into trashing the technology because right. it's wonderful. Right. That's wonderful on the one hand. But on the other hand, it's a disaster. So that, then that's, the, that's modern life. It, it, it's a curse and a blessing. Right. And what, what I want to help people do is turn it into major blessing, mm -hmm. minor curse. Mm -hmm. And you can do it. A lot of people say, they throw up their hands when they hear me they say, yeah, but I have no control. I have no power over that. My boss demands it. My colleagues demand it. My spouse demands it. Mm -hmm. My children demand it. You know, it's like I'm powerless to deal with this onslaught, right. this tsunami of right. data right. and requests and demands and obligations right. that just, like a dust storm, right. circles my head every day. And then at the end, I think, oh, you know, <laughs> right. I, my, my, my idea of, of a really fun time is to go to sleep. Right. You know, when sleep becomes your primary sense of joy, right. there's a problem. And, right. and, and, and my message is, you do have more control than you think you don't have total control, 
but you have more control than you think you have. Well, one of the interesting things is a lot of managers might think, oh, you know, so-and-so is unproductive. I'm not getting right. enough productivity out of my team. Right. I'm not getting enough results from my team. And you just said, it's not because they're lazy. It's not because they're not working hard. So how do, how do you deter determine whether or not you have just this, you're immersed in this world of running from thing to thing to thing because you just have to. There's no way out. And real ADD. How well, do you make that assessment? It's a great question. And, and really the way I got into this whole field of overload, data mm -hmm. information overload, I wrote a book called Crazy Busy, Overbooked, Overstretched, and About to Snap. The way I, I got into that was from my world as an ADD expert. I, I found a lot of people were coming to me believing that they had true attention deficit disorder, mm -hmm. but they didn't. What they had, what I've come to call, is a severe case of modern life. Mm -hmm. They were afflicted by modern life-itis, and it looks just like ADD, but you tell them apart by doing what I call the Vermont test. It's a thought experiment. You put them on a farm in Vermont, and you come back in a week. And if when you come back, they're sitting on the porch in a rocking chair reading a book, then it was a severe case of modern life. But if they've turned the farm into an amusement park, then it's true ADD. <laughs> the message being one is entirely environmentally mm -hmm. created, and mm -hmm. that's the severe case of modern life. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other, true ADD, is genetic. You're born with this very active brain, what I call a Ferrari engine for a brain with bicycle brakes. And, and that's something you're born with. And that's about 5% of the population. A lot of people, but 5% mm -hmm. is not 85%. Right. 85% of the people out there think they have ADD. They say, well, I have it too. I'm overbooked, overstretched, about to snap. I've got a race car brain with bicycle brakes. I'm overloaded. I'm frustrated. I'm impulsive. I'm labile mood. I snap it. No, you don't have true ADD. That's 5%. What you have is this acquired case of distractibility, impulsivity, impatience, overload, trouble prioritizing, being interrupted all the time. When you get interrupted all the time, that makes you irritable, just that, that in itself. People speculate that about 70% of a person's day is spent with dealing with interruptions and then getting back to what you had been doing. Mm -hmm. What's the reason for that? We've allowed our boundaries to become way too porous, way too permeable. We need to recreate boundaries, mm -hmm. recreate walls, and then we need to prioritize. Those are all things that a manager can help people doing. The mistake managers make is they just push the demand button. Do this, do this, do this. They ratchet up the demands. They reduce the supports. Mm -hmm. Let's get rid of the administrative assistance and let computers do it. Let's get robots to do it. Let's automate and, and let's work from off-site you know, so we don't have to pay for transportation. They, they do reduced costs. They reduce supports and they increase demands. As you said, uh, fewer people doing more jobs. Exactly. And that's just not tenable. It's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Any idiot can see that. Right. But so strong is the desire to cut costs and increase profits that they, they end up basically breaking the brains of the people working for them. Mm -hmm. they, and these people are all too willing to give their everything. Mm -hmm. But there is a limit to what you can ask this central processing unit to do. We're not a machine. Right. We can't be turned on and off. We have to get sleep. We have to get exercise. We have to get nutrition. We have to get warmth. Right. That's way overlooked. The, the, the Surgeon General stated the number one medical problem in the country today, number one medical problem, not heart disease, not cancer, not obesity, not high blood pressure, 
loneliness. 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 And so people in the workplace, mm -hmm. they're surrounded by people, they're stressed out, but they're lonely. Mm -hmm. And that also reduces productivity because they're not getting enough of what I call the other vitamin C, vitamin connect. Right. They're getting a lot of electronic connection. Yes. But they're not getting what you and I are doing right now. Right. When you sit down with a person and engage, you're get without knowing it, you're getting this very powerful force I call mm -hmm. vitamin connect. It's 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 a it it is something we now can measure. It enhances brain function. It enhances immune function. It en it enhances the the very qualities you need to focus your brain and perform at your best. We need Vitamin Connect. I think we're living in a national epidemic of disconnection. Yes, oh, Pe people, very much people so. are feeling, and, and our kids and, are growing up that way. With yes, all of their and, technology. And, and the adults mm -hmm. are polarized and yes. angry yes, and yes, fearful, yes, and, exactly. and, uh, and we're just putting so much time into this sort of rancorous, uh, acidic uh, exchange, and and it, what it does is it leaves us depleted. So, I mean, tell us, tell us yeah. about. I want to know about. Um, you know, a lot of people say that. Very successful people and a lot of entrepreneurs have real ADHD. Mm. And so do you think there's something to that? You know, how, and how, how do you have it and then go on to be successful? Like what are the, what are the qualities of it yes. that actually allow you to go on and be gloriously successful in life? Well, this is, this is something that I'm I, so glad you asked me because it, most people do not understand what ADHD, now it's, all, now it's called ADHD, when I learned about it, it was ADD. Mm -hmm. They really don't understand what this condition is. I have it myself, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I also have dyslexia, which I also wouldn't trade for the world. Most people only know the downside mm -hmm. of both of those conditions. I don't see them as disorders, I see them as traits. If you manage them right, they become assets. If you don't, they become major liabilities. Mm -hmm. So. The, the upside of, of ADD is creativity, originality, entrepreneurialism, most entrepreneurs have it. Um, a sense of, of, of boundless sort of wanting to grow, wanting to grow, and, and a tremendous feeling of independence. It's the ADD people who founded this country. Mm -hmm. Who would get on a boat in 1800, in 1600 in England and come over here? You had to be pretty strange. You, know, you had to be a risk taker, a dreamer, a pioneer, an explorer. That's our gene pool. Mm -hmm. That's why we have so much ADD in the United States. We, and I think it's our edge. I think it's the American edge. That's why we lead the world in entrepreneurialism. Mm -hmm. You know, we, that, is, that is the ADD person, the, the entrepreneur. I mentioned Tim Armstrong at AOL. Yes, yes. He's got it. David Nealman, who founded JetBlue. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got it big time. Never even graduated college, dropped out. Um, uh, uh, you know, so many leaders, uh, 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 Heather Reisman, the CEO of, of uh, Indigo Books in Canada, their version of Amazon has mm -hmm. it. Uh, men and women have it. Mm -hmm. It's, um, uh, you find me a, 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 an entrepreneur with imagination and drive and a spark and, and charisma, I'll show you someone with ADD. Right. But on the other hand, it's also the prison population. Mm -hmm. Uh, the uh, the prison population, the addicted population, the unemployed population, the multiply divorced, uh, the the people who are vastly underachieving and know they could do better, that's also way overrepresented with ADD, mm -hmm. and that's why it's such high stakes poker. I mean, you it it cuts so strongly both ways. And adults who are underachieving or struggling with uh, 
substance use or struggling with relationships who know they could be doing better and just don't know why they're not, they should really think of this diagnosis because the, the biggest underdiagnosed group are adults, mm -hmm. uh, and particularly adult women, by the way. Nobody, they never get diagnosed because the medical profession just doesn't think of it. So they get called depressed or anxious and put on SSRIs, which mm -hmm. is the last thing they need. But, but it, it's a long answer to a very important question. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs have it and, and don't know they have it. And if they got the right help, they could go from here to here, a quantum level mm -hmm. of improvement with diagnosis and treatment. So what are some of the strategies? I'm sure our viewers are very, very interested in what you've been sharing today. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what are some of the strategies that you can um, share with, with them to, if they notice that they are overworked and overstressed and they're competing with all these different projects and the technology is just totally out of control, they're not getting anything done. They're, they're not making their deadlines, reaching the outcomes that they want from their major projects and just not living the life that they really want to and work in in their yeah. personal life. What are some strategies that you believe can help? Well, number one is to realize they have more control than they think they have. Uh, because most people sort of take a fatalistic approach to this. I'll do the best I can and they feel like they're swimming upstream all day long. They're swimming and, and, and they're, they're trying their best, but oh my gosh, the current is coming and, they're, and the day goes on and they're just tireder and tireder and tireder, and oh, but they don't give up because that's who they are. They're good soldiers. People want to hold their job. Not only do they want to hold their job, they want to do well, but oh boy, they just don't have the right strategy. So number one is to realize you don't have to be swimming upstream. Uh, take back control. And this is where you should talk to your manager. And managers, enlightened managers, realize they're really in the business of brain management. Right. They're not in the business of setting quotas and goals and controls and psychology. flogging people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the old model. And mm -hmm. flogging people till they, and firing them if they didn't. Right. If you do that, you're going to fire an awful <laughs> lot of people. So, I mean, like Jim Goodnight at SAS, you know, he said brains are our most important asset. And they, they have this marvelous program, basically, of brain management, huge corporation down in North Carolina. And, 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 and so that's the trick, to work with your manager, work with your peers, and say, you know, how are we going to take back control? And it begins with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Tim Armstrong with the 10% think time. Uh, close the door turn off your devices. And you just try doing that at home. Mm -hmm. Take a weekend, spend one day, one Saturday, with no access to electronics. And I, I tell you exactly. It's glorious. Oh, I've tried it. No, it, it, what'll it's happen, amazing. you start feeling like you just quit smoking. Right. So you sort of have a pangs of withdrawal and you're reaching for oh, your cell phone. Oh. But after an hour or so. It's so wonderful. It's almost like you get into a meditative state. Yes. And you're happy and you're starting to feel your life. It's just one of the best gifts you can give yourself. That's, I'm yeah. so glad to hear you right. say that because it, people say, I couldn't do that. And they, and Once they, and, you try it yeah. once. You want to make it part of your life. And that's yeah. that's the starting point. Yes. To experience it firsthand on the weekend so you don't think you're right. shirking your work. Mm -hmm. In fact, you'll be a better worker. Experience the wonderful mental state of, of, of serenity. But it's not serenity in the sense of chilling out on vacation. Right. It's serenity in the sense of that's the state in which you do your best work. 
your deepest thinking. Mm -hmm. It's also the state in which you connect best with other people. So, you know, it's not just work that suffers, your intimate relationships suffer. I mean, right. a lot of people uh, with their spouse, they have nothing to say, but on the way out the door, a few sound bites, you know, so, right. and they're feeling like strangers in their own exactly. marriage. And That's so, right. so begin by taking back control, begin by limiting your use of electronics. That's the biggest, that is the biggest uh, problem. We, we uh, I call it screen sucking. Mm -hmm. We have become, if not addicted, powerfully habituated, mm -hmm. compulsive users of these screens, be it your laptop, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever it might happen to be. If you look at how much time you spend in front of a screen, when someone says to me, I have more to do than time to do it, the first thing I say is, how much time do you spend with screens? And most people don't know. Right. Most people, they're not aware of it because if, if they were aware of it, they, they wouldn't do it so much or at least they'd try not to do it. So take stock of how much time you're on a screen and then build barriers. Right. Learn the magical acronym TIO. Turn it off. Yes. You do have the power to do that. Well, you do. Right, that's right. Uh, and I think, you know, in the workforce, um, you know, if you have Outlook, as an example, open on your computer mm -hmm. and you're constantly seeing those emails coming in and if you have the little noise ding, on it, ding, yes, ding, ding, yes, ding, yes. or if you have it on your phone, and if you have a major project, a major proposal, a major strategy, anything that's due, turning it off. It's the only way to focus, whether you have ADHD or you don't absolutely. have ADHD. No, absolutely, yeah. because this is a psychological fact. There is something irresistible about an unopened message. Yes. When the mail used to come once or twice a day, remember mm -hmm. those yes. days? We'd yes. run to get the mail yes. once or twice a day. Exactly. Now it's once or twice a second. Exactly. And oh, we're still oh running gosh, to get the mail. Yes. That? What's that? And once you hear that bing, your mind just can't not... Go to it, exactly. you know. You you say no, I won't go there. Like I won't go there. But you think, well, to go to it. Yes. yes, and you think, right. what was it? What was it? Exactly. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, it is nothing. And exactly. the and the one time out of a hundred is something that just upsets you. Right. So then, you, so then you even more can't right. focus. So, 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 apps turn those infernal signals off. Right. Create a space where you can focus on one task. That's another myth, by the way, multitasking. Yes. It's, multitasking is, is neurologically impossible. You cannot focus on two cognitively demanding tasks at once. You can multitask on unloading the dishwasher, feeding the dog, and talking to someone who's stupid on the telephone. But if that person on the telephone is intelligent, you can't you do can't it. You can't have a conversation. You can't do it. Although and, women yeah. pride themselves on multitasking. I know. And, and they pride them, and, yeah. and you know, I can say this because I am a woman, yes. but it's like that's, you know, claim to fail. Oh, I can multitask more than men, and men can't multitask. You but see, but it, men are really good at compartmentalizing everything. Yeah, and, and what multitasking really means is you're switching from one task to the next in rapid succession. So like I said, if each of the tasks is not cognitively demanding, yes, you can do it. Right. You can unload the dishwasher, put, you know, clothes in the dryer, feed the dog, you know, do the not cognitively demanding tasks of everyday mm -hmm. life. But if one of those tasks is cognitively demanding, if you've got to take in a, a lecture on physics or something, or if you've got to attend to your child on the phone who's in distress, mm -hmm. You better not be doing these other things because it's like drinking and driving. You think, oh, no problem. Believe me, uh, multitasking is is at least as if you've had two drinks. Right. 
you just won't be there as much as you need to be there if the task is demanding, emotionally or cognitively. So the question is, you know, do you want to control your life or do you want your life to control, control you, your right? Too, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with respect to that, um, what do you know, like is there a certain um, group of um, industries where you would most likely see ADHD executives versus not? Like in oh. your many years of experience, are there any common denominators? Well, Wall Street leads the pack. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, Well, that's I, fascinating. Yeah, I've been brought in. Uh, so traders, uh, yeah, for the most I, part? Yeah, I, I won't name the company, yeah. but it's a very well-known company, and the, the CEO said, uh, all my people want to do is look at their Bloombergs. All they want to do is, is watch the minute-to-minute stock price changes. Mm -hmm. He said, I want them to be researching, deciding what to invest in. I, I don't want them fo following the minute-to-minute -minute fluctuations, but the minute-to-minute -minute fluctuations are so gripping. They're so compelling. Yeah, and right. that's fun to follow. Right, right. Exactly. You know, it's completely pointless and mm -hmm. a tremendous time waste, but once you get sucked, hooked on that, you start screen-sucking. Right. He said, how do I get them away from uh, these these screens mm -hmm. so they can think, mm -hmm. so they can research what I'm paying them to do? Right. And, and, and so we ended up telling them not to do it was a complete waste of time. Mm -hmm. We had to literally move the Bloombergs to a center carol. So they had to get up out of their chair and go there. They also could be seen doing it. Mm -hmm. And since it was sort of a no-no, they didn't want to embarrass themselves. Right. So, you know, we added that factor in. And, mm -hmm. and by doing that, we were able to kind of retrain. Because it is a brain change. Mm -hmm. What happens is you get the same dopamine circuitry involved that leads to addiction. Mm -hmm. So it's not just failure of willpower. It, it becomes an irresistible neurochemical draw as powerful as... Addiction, mm -hmm. you know, it becomes your your. Uh, you know, we used to joke about it. The crackberry. Yeah. Well, it literally is it the crackberry. Is, exactly. You know, so right. so you you have to put physical barriers between yourself and the screen. And you can do it. Mm -hmm. Don't say I can't do it. Mm -hmm. But it can be as difficult as quitting smoking or mm -hmm. getting off a, a, a drug. Mm -hmm. So the investment industry, Wall Street. Are there any other industries oh. where you're, you see it? Over the top. Like Where, wherever you find uh, the news business, uh, mm -hmm. every newsroom, um, uh, the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, they're 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 actors, actresses. Hollywood is just flooded mm -hmm. with with ADD. Wherever you find high energy, high stim, high creativity, a fair amount of autonomy, so it's not repetitive. Yeah. Repetitive, we don't do ADD. We don't right, do right, repetition. Right, exactly. we, we boredom, we, Bored, we don't do. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, surgeons, you think, oh, I can't. My surgeon can't have it. A lot of surgeons have it. Don't worry, they hyperfocus in the OR. The, the, that that crucible of high intensity. Mm -hmm. See, high intensity focuses us. It's when we're relaxed that we don't focus. Or vacation in Aruba. So mm -hmm. the surgeon is hyperfocused in the OR. Where he has trouble is the paperwork afterward, the mm -hmm. post-op note. He's, they're always behind on their notes. Right. They're behind on their paperwork. Exactly. They're behind on their the billing. Because that's the boring, mundane boring, work totally. they don't want to do. It's not exciting. And they put it off, right. procrastinate it, right. and the next thing they got a stack up here, and they walk around feeling guilty and all that. But that's uh, that's the, so wherever you find high stim, high creativity, high ambition, high. Uh, Energy. Uh, I, I work with the Navy SEALs. They all have it. You know, mm -hmm. they, they say our medication is danger. Yeah. They say they, right. they can't like devise a training exercise uh, dangerous enough to, to interest us. So the only way we really get trained is out in the field risking our lives. Mm -hmm. and, and they say then we really focus and we love it. Right. You know, we're, 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 so 
high energy, high, trial attorneys and others, they, a lot of them, and not the corporate attorneys. They're doing the boring stuff that people with ADD can't do. Or they're running the corporate law firm, that they could do. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, trial attorneys, it, most of them have it. Litigators. Litigators. That would be a perfect yeah. position yeah. in a law yeah. firm. Yeah, yeah ab absolutely. So right. they, they love the crucible of the courtroom. They love the, the, the surprise action, attack. Yeah, the action, exactly. the showmanship. Yes. The yes. Using their charisma. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That makes totally. perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also have trouble filing the brief on time. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so they need a really great organized. you got it. Paralegal it, to absolutely. make sure that happens. It's a perfect match is someone who has ADD or a severe case of modern life right. with someone who has what I call attention surplus disorder. Mm -hmm. so, and there are these people. They love to sweat the details. They get satisfaction out of arranging, prioritizing, certifying, you know, filing. You know, and they, they enjoy that because what they're doing is, this is the ultimate is OCD where you you really have this tremendous drive to create order. Mm -hmm. and, and they get satisfaction from it. They right. literally get off on it. Mm -hmm. Now for me with ADD, that, I'd rather stick a pencil in my eye. <laughs> but for them, that's their idea of a really good time. Right. Let me arrange all these pieces. Right. Okay, so how can someone read more um, your book? Tell them how you can get your book. Well, Where is it available? Driven to Distraction at Work is the easiest places to go online to Amazon or any of the online booksellers. And it's, uh, you know, the beauty of Amazon, you get it for a lower price and yes. get it. So we can day. download it on our Kindles tonight. Absolutely. Perfect. Driven to Distraction at Work. If you want to get Driven to Distraction, which came out in 1994, mm -hmm. that's my sort of breakthrough book about ADD. If you want to learn about ADD, you can get that too. So you mm -hmm. can buy the two of them together. Um, and honestly, it, 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 not to push my own stuff, but this is so important. And not just for your professional life, mm -hmm. your personal life too. Mm -hmm. The quality of time you spend with your kids, right. with your friends. With a friends. lot of, particularly men, let their friends drift away. Yes. Not because they don't like them, but because they just don't make time for them. Right. You, know, you say, when was the last time you saw Joe? You say, oh, I guess about four years ago. Right. That's not a friend, that's a memory. Right, exactly. You know, so, mm -hmm. so it's important for your entire life to reclaim mm -hmm. what matters most. Exactly. And, and it's, it's very doable. Like, that's the really take-home message. This is very doable. Don't cry uncle to the modern life. Right. Say, no, I, I can take back control. And it's best done as a group effort, as a family, as mm -hmm. a couple, right. as a business. Uh, because then you can support each other and, and, and support each other in your, in your recreating of boundaries, your recreating of a, of a way of living that is commensurate with brain capacity right. instead of just right. overloading it. Right. Really quick before we end, yes. how does someone get in touch with you if you're accepting new, new clients? Yes. What, well, how can they reach you? Very easy. Pick up the phone <laughs> my, my my office in Sudbury, which is sort of in the middle of nowhere, but it's, you, you can get there. Uh, the phone number is 978-287-0810. That's 978-287-0810. Wonderful. And they can email me directly. I answer all my e emails, believe it or not. It's Dr. Hallowell, D-R with no period, mm -hmm. Hallowell, H-A-L-L-O-W-E-L-L, -L -L, at gmail.com. So just Dr. Hallowell at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, that's great. And we know you have a new book that you're going to be debuting in late spring, early summer. Yes, So yes. we'll have to have you back to talk all about that. Uh, I'd love to come back. That would back. be wonderful. I'd love and to come back. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank great you. to see you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. So thank much, you.